negative charges revolve around it. In my research, I learned that electricity can pass through some materials and cannot pass through the others. Why is it so? In, in everything that we speak of as electricity, you can just consider it to be water. You can, equi you can equate electricity to the flow of water. So water can flow through some materials. Water cannot flow through some materials. So if you have a cotton cloth, water goes through, right? And if, if you have something else, the water passes through very slowly or it does not pass through. So electricity is the same. When you resist any movement, it becomes the least conducting element. And when you have when you have less resistance, that means you allow the electricity to pass through. Since it is just the flow of charges, it is a flow of particles, you can the material decides to whether allow it or it it decides to stop it. So it all boils down to the point of having resistance of the material, which is an intrinsic property. If there's a piece of glass, can electricity go through that? If you have glass, it does not go through easily. So it is known as an insulator. But if you have copper, it goes through easily. You can definitely conduct electricity through glass, but it is highly difficult to do that. You need more, much more electricity if you have to pass it through glass. So essentially, when you're talking about the daily objects, glass is considered to not conduct electricity. I have seen signs that say danger, high voltage. Why mm -hmm. is it dangerous? All right. So, like I said, electricity can or cannot pass through certain materials. So, human body also has electrical electricity passing inside our body. And that is of certain amount. Electricity can be measured through something known as the voltage. So, when I say, when I talked about static electricity, where there are charged particles accumulated, separated by an insulator, that is known as the voltage. So the amount of voltage determines if it is danger or if it is not. So when you see a board that says danger, that means it's high voltage. And if that much electricity passes through the human body, it can either result in just a minor electric shock or it can result in serious injuries such as even, even considering death. So the amount of electricity that passes through our body when you touch something like that. But it does not mean that our body cannot conduct electricity. So when you see a sign like that, you just need to stay away from it because it is such high power that the body, the human body cannot tolerate it. So you're saying right now, when mm -hmm. I'm speaking right now, Mm -hmm. Electricity is passing through me and I can't feel it? Yes. So the electricity is within you. The brain cells, the neurons, or your body is made up of cells, right? The human yeah. cells. Yes. So from the brain, whatever you think or say when you want to talk, you're talking right now, your brain mm -hmm. is sending signals to your mouth to talk. 
that means it is sending electrical impulses that is nothing but electricity but you cannot feel it it is very less in magnitude well that that sounds scary <laughs> yes but it is not it happens every day every minute i have seen birds sit on mm -hmm. electricity wires why mm -hmm. don't they get electricity shock electricity can flow only from a higher charge particle from a higher voltage to a low voltage so when you when the birds sit on one line there is no difference in it so that means the electricity that is flowing will not flow through the bird but it will just flow directly on through the copper wire or the wire that the electricity is flowing so that is why the birds do not get electrocuted in fact humans too if you just hang only on one line you will not get electrocuted but it should not be done because if at all if at all if you touch one wire and you stand on the ground that means the electricity will flow so humans or anything even birds if it is if you are in contact with only one line you will not get electrocuted but if you have you should have actually seen that you can see that bats have a lot of electrocutions and that is because bats have large wings and when they sit on electric the wire usually the wings touch two wires and that means there is a difference of voltage from a high voltage to a low voltage so that means the electricity will flow through the bat and then they get electrocuted why are the three wires and i have also noticed that they aren't straight like one next to the other they are shaped in a triangle there are two types of electrical um transmission transmission is nothing but carrying electricity from one place to another so there are two types that you can do it it is known as single phase and the other one is known as three phase so single phase has only two wires and three phase that you see generally has three wires any power transmission that you see has a lot of losses so having three wire system just diminishes the losses and it is easier to transmit when you're transmitting it from generating stations to your houses that is why you have just three wires why are plugs and sockets different in different countries there is no technical rule as to why plugs and sockets are different it is just because every country has its own adoption so in the 19th century when electricity was commercialized there was only two pin plugs that means a plug had only two points but then came three pin plug for the for more safety so the three pin the three pin plug has an earth wire that connects it to the earth it protects the appliances from getting spoiled if there is a difference in voltage so now the world has at least 15 plug and wall socket styles it is mainly due to political and economic issues the iec that is the international electrotechnical commission they came up with a type n that is the universal power plug for the entire world to have just one plug 
but no one uses it. Only Brazil did adopt it. None of the other countries wanted to accept it. So they started manufacturing their own plugs and sockets. And that is why we see a lot of changes. So here in Singapore, mm-hmm. there are the three pins. So mm-hmm. yes. earlier they used to be two pins only and then three pins came here? Mm-hmm. Yes. Ooh. So it is uh, earlier in the 19th century, there were only two pins everywhere. So it, it had two pins everywhere and everyone started to adopt it. But when the matter of safety came into picture and when people understood electricity more much better, then they started to manufacture their own their own plug points and their own pins and sockets. When phone chargers are plugged in and we touch the charging pin, why don't we get a shock? So like I said, you will not get a shock if the electricity is very less, correct? So when you touch a phone charger, the phone charges at very low voltages. And that is the voltage that the human body cannot even detect. It's not that you're not getting shocked. The electricity does flow through you, but you will not feel it. It's only because it is of such low magnitude. How do batteries give electricity? All right. So electricity, you should understand that it is just energy. Okay. And energy can be stored or converted. You have different types of energy like chemical energy, electrical energy, heat energy. If you just feel that something is hot, that is heat energy. So in batteries, what happens is you have electrical energy that flows through the plugs in your houses and you convert it to chemical energy. So electrical energy, you take it from the plug points in your house and you plug the battery into those. The battery In the battery, you convert it to chemical energy and you store it. And whenever you need it, you are going to discharge the battery. So that means the negative, the positive and the negative um, charges in an atom, you just make the movement flow so that you have electricity at the end of the day. So when you need electricity from a battery, you're just going to make the charges flow inside the battery and you're going to take out the electricity. So the positive and negative is the plus and minus, right? Yes. So when I say an atom, it has the plus and minus in it. So the movement of the minus signs, that is the negatively charged neutrons, is electricity. What motivated you to study about electricity? As a child, what did you want to be? As a child, I've always wanted to be a scientist, but it was different for me. As a child, I did not know what a scientist is. I thought wearing white coats and having beakers was a scientist. So that is all, that is what I wanted to be. But as and when I grew up, grew up, I was very fascinated by the concept of electricity because it is not something that you can see, but it is there. So I was very fascinated and 
I guess in high school, I just decided that I like physics and electricity, electrical engineering was, was, was a good chance for me to be in touch with physics. So I, I think that is why I chose electrical engineering. What yeah. are your hobbies? I like to sing and dance and read books. So these three have been from childhood. And I'd also like to try new things. So I tried fencing last year and I'd like to go skydiving. So I guess just that. But singing and dancing would be my main hobby. Even I like singing um, and um, learning new things. <laughs> and oh yeah, I've heard you sing. And also reading books. I know. I've heard you sing. You sing really beautifully. Thank you. <laughs> what is your favorite food? Favorite food? Mm-hmm. Um, anything South Indian. That is my comfort food. I like rice, rasam with curd rice. I like everything. I, I do like pastas and pizzas, but I know that you do. I love pasta and pizza. I know you do. I like them too. But at the end of the day, when I've had all the pastas and pizzas, I'd like to come home and have a bowl of curd rice. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Thank you, Vedant. It's been nice to be on your show. Yeah, I like this interview. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, audience. And thank you, Vedant. Dear listeners, follow my Facebook page, Curious Vedant, to get updates on the upcoming episodes, to listen at least on your phone, and get notified about future episodes. Subscribe by searching for Curious Vedant wherever you get your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also listen to my show on CuriousVedan.com. Thank you for listening to Curious Vedan. And don't forget to rate and leave comments.